1: We're back. We are back. Yes. We may have been a little MIA last yes. week.
2: So yeah, we didn't we didn't catch coronavirus because we've been training and and die. Uh, we went for a bike ride.
1: Yeah. Instead. We were gonna record James said, Hey, let's go mountain biking. again. So you tried to kill me? Yeah, I well, not that. yet. Not no, yet. you didn't really try to kill you were very nice. That's coming. That was like a little white belt round.
2: Yeah, just yeah. enough to wet your appetite, mm-hmm. get you excited about it. That's what you want. She was fun. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Uh, my, I guess I kind of had it set up as my downhill bike. And so I went and got it set up a little more as a trail bike, which basically meant getting rid of the heavy tires and getting lighter, uh, tires and getting a tubeless setup. Cause on a bike, man, like that's where you feel the weight the most is that rotational weight. And so if you're going to spend money to lighten something up like do it on the wheels. And then once you get the wheels about as light as you can go, the rest of it, you know, it's not that it's not going to matter, but it's really that rotational weight that you feel the most. And man, it made a huge difference because that bike still weighs over thirty pounds. My white one is that,
1: it, is that heavy for a bike? It...
2: I mean, for a trail bike in these in this day and age, yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, I'd say like most people are shooting for like thirty pounds or below. Like that one you were on is about thirty pounds. Okay. So, but it, uh, but yeah, it pedaled if you get the rotational weight down, it makes a big difference. So, but yeah, I had that bike ready to rock I was, cause I had that thing sitting there and I'm like, man, this thing's worthless. Like I just don't, I don't ride as much downhill as I used to. And this thing's just sitting here year after year, maybe getting ridden, you know, two, maybe three times. And, uh, and I don't have a bike to be able to take people out, you know, like
1: like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Like I got somebody, Hey man, let's go for a ride. And, and I'm, it's, If they don't have a bike and I don't have an extra bike, then
1: it ain't going to happen.
2: So having an extra bike to be able to take people out with is, it's a luxury, but it's kind of an essential luxury if you're going to be a a mountain biker trying to get new people into the sport. So, yeah, I was excited to go out and ride it because I hadn't ridden that bike in forever. That was like my, like, I wanted that bike so bad when I was, like... was riding a lot you know 10 years ago the the
1: downhill one yeah well yeah
2: the cove cove is a, a brand out of canada i'm pretty sure and so they make them in canada like those frames they're not like you know made in china or taiwan like the vast majority of bike frames like they're actually made uh in north america and um and they always have like the the ridiculous names like the Hooker and the Stiffy. <laughs> and that, that one's the G-Spot. Nice. So, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but that bike is, like, that is a old school freeride bike. Like that, it's, you know, six inches of travel. It pedals pretty well. But really where it shines is when you turn it downhill and you start hitting jumps and, and having fun. So, is you can pedal it, but you can get super rowdy on it. As well, like you can beat the piss out of that bike. I, I can still take that thing downhilling. It's just really the rotational weight works in reverse when you're jumping. So you want a little rotational weight because it keeps you steady in the air. And so if your wheels and stuff get too light, it can your bike can just start to get away from you. <clears throat> and Feel real uh, twitchy in the air. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm guessing twitchy in the air is not a good thing. No,
2: no, 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 man. You like to have a little, <laughs> you know, stability under you. Uh, so that's the main reason you keep like heavier or one of the main reasons I like heavier wheels on a downhill bike compared to a trail bike. But, uh, I can still take that thing downhilling. I don't know that I would take the, um, what is it? The Troy, it's a Da Vinci Troy, the one that you were riding. So I could, like, I could take that thing up to Powderhorn, but I, it's not made for it. It's not made to just get super rowdy and jump and beat the piss out of. And uh but yeah that G-Spot, that's what it's made for. But that was so I wanted that bike so bad. And then I finally worked out a deal with uh somebody to get it. Um he needed like training for his wife. And he was he was uh it's like I got a couple of these, you know, G Spot friends if you want to trade. And I was like, Oh hell yeah. So I finally got one and I'm all pumped <clears throat> and then the fucking ranch shut down and the whole riding scene went to shit. And all my riding buddies went and did other stuff or whatever, and so I just stopped riding as much. So I, I got the bike of my dreams, and then I stopped riding. So I was all excited because I got it done up, and I'm like, "Yes, man! This is the bike that I always wanted. I wanted this thing as like a fun trail bike to ride around and, uh, and a ranch bike I'm ready to go up there again." I think, yeah, I went up there. You, went, Friday, you took Z up there, did Took you? Z up there. He had a good crash. Took himself out. Cocky little bastard. Doesn't want to listen to his dad. Of course not. now he, he did after his crash, though. <laughs> Dude's so funny, man. He almost it was just. There's a it's a dual solemn course, which is basically like where you got you got two mm-hmm. next to each other. And so, uh, it's pretty fun, but it's like the tamest trail up there. You can roll the whole thing, but it does have a section or two that gets a little steepy mm-hmm. and uh And so, yeah, that's what what got him was (laughs) hitting a berm, but you had to hit the berm and then come into the hill, and he's looking at it, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to cut straight across the the corner instead of go around the corner. And, of course, when you do that, when you finally have to turn, it's like a pretty extreme hard turn, and it's in the sand, and, man, he almost ate shit the first time, and he somehow managed to not, and he made it down, and he made it down pretty all right, like, outside of that one time uh he was good and that was probably the problem because immediately he's like i want to go hit some jumps now oh no oh yeah dude he, he was convinced he was going to fucking hit jumps like <laughs> up there and and so you know i had to explain to him that man you know these rollers here you can jump them but if you don't clear them you're going to die so if you're going to try to jump one jump the last one right so if you have two rollers in a yeah, row and yeah. it's like you could Use it as a double and clear it. But if you hit the first one and you don't and you kind of land in the face of the second one. It's going to hurt. It's going to go bad. Uh And so, you know, just huck the second one to flat because you're not going to make it. And so I'm trying to explain that to him. And I'm like, dude, you know, what are you going to do? He's going to do what he's going to do. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah. But then he... Wiped out on that corner, pretty good, and it's the hardest crash he's had. So you could tell that was that second where he was like, "What the hell?" And then well, he what
1: well, like, had his front tire catch and he go over the? Nah, he well, he <laughs> just
2: he his front tire washed out and then he just fell over.
1: We hit the ground pretty
2: good. Yeah, yeah. Now you know he got a good little bruise on his leg. Yeah. It was a good one. Uh-huh. Um, but I made him. I was like, "Man, you got to go up and do it again." Yeah. You have to. Yeah,
1: because if you walk away scared from that and yeah. you don't get right back after yep. it. It imprints psychologically. It does, and man. You
2: can't. It's so hard to explain that to a kid, though. You know, so yeah. I'm like, I'm having to, like, walk a real fine line because if I start to push him too hard, he's not going to want to do it just because I'm pushing him. Right. As well. And so I'm trying to explain to him, man, that, like, the rest of your life is going to be determined by this moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no big deal no big deal here's the situation seven year old yeah you you need to grasp this this. is there's two roads
2: right here and (laughs) this is going to affect the rest of your life like are you the kind of person who gets back on that horse or do you fucking stay scared and and go you know so yeah we found the right spot and he came back and i showed him how to approach it and said you know hey when you're coming up on something you know you off of your bike and you run up to it pretending you're riding the bike like see it like so you you know when you're on your bike you feel like you already know what's going on you're not trying to figure it out and so he was able to do it he rode it and then he almost fucking died after like he comes around the corner and then he just he doesn't have his brakes on and he just starts picking up speed and I'm like hit your brakes and he gets gets it under control and he's like all right <laughs> oh, I want to do it again and he comes back he did it again he rode that corner again and then he disappears around the next bend, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess he's going to the bottom." So I jump on my bike because I was kind of standing in that corner because he just wanted to feel like if he's gonna fall, like somebody would be there. Uh-huh. And uh, I come around the, that bend, and he's standing there, looking <laughs> a little dazed. His bike's over <laughs> on the side, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And he's like, "It's like ah." I crashed again. (laughs) Anyways, he ended up, I think what happened, it was a a double roller, basically one of the things that I was telling him. And I don't think he was trying to jump it, but you know, if you're, if you don't know how to control your speed and and roll things, like you can easily accidentally catch a little air. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened is he accidentally caught a little bit of air and got squirrely in the air, and then ended up, you know, wiping out. He said he got tossed over the handlebars. Oh, he, I oh, could dude. see the dirt on his helmet, man. <laughs> so it's like a good thing he knows how to that, how to roll mm-hmm. uh, from <clears throat> jujitsu. And um, so yeah, he was looking a little a uh, little dazed, and he's like, he's like, I, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to ride down. I was like, man, you know what? That's fine. I understand. Like you know, you faced the first demon. You did it you know, well, like part of it is he needs, the bike that he has needs better brakes. And just simply from a modulation standpoint, like riding around on the street here, you don't need like, you know, brakes that have a lot of modulation. Like you can pretty much be hands off or grab the brakes to slow down. You can't do that mountain biking. Like you, you have to have a finger on the brakes pretty much, you know, not at all times, but if there's any sort of anything going on, like you got to be able to check your speed, mm-hmm. and so you need a little bit better brakes than what he has to do that, and so I didn't feel like you know pushing him just because I know like man your equipment's not working for you right now, like riding these kind of trails is not what this bike is made for. like this is you know adults struggle coming down this trail, so uh, but anyway, so yeah, we sat there at one point he's like, he's like, everything hurts. <laughs> i was like yeah i know yeah. the feeling man so yeah we walked it down and then checked out some other stuff but yeah i was watching a bunch of guys were there and they were hitting this big step up jump and i was like man i want to do that i remember that feeling so i could almost see myself but i had to like i had to go for i went and grabbed my bike and started trying to jump it it's like hey this bike that i haven't ridden in forever and i just got this work done too and I, I picked it up on the way up there so it's like, I haven't ridden it at all. Yeah, let's go grab it and start doing jumps. That sounds <laughs> smart. i not a good idea. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun doing some jumps. It's just, it's a different uh, feeling bike. The It's got smaller wheels, the 26-inch wheels. And the big thing now is bigger wheels. No pun intended. The 27.5 is what you got. And like 29-inch wheels are real popular. And But you realize that you can get those wheels feeling really close to the feel like just quickness and nimbleness and, and agility of smaller wheels but you're never going to match it like smaller wheels are always going to be a little quicker a little more nimble and a little more agile and man i could tell like that bike's so much fun to ride like i was having so much fun when we went out saturday i wasn't really sure what to expect but i was like dude this thing is just a blast to ride i can but it takes an aggressive like athletic riding style to really make use of that and that's just not most people's riding style so i can understand why 26 is dying uh, okay you I know think, yeah. yeah like it's really hard to find a 26 inch uh wheel trail bike uh anymore you can still find them downhill but even that's starting to go away but yeah, your you're new generation, man, your average rider, I mean, they're not, it's, you're just not, uh, yeah, an aggressive athletic style is not what is encouraged because it's not efficient, but it's fucking fun. So I'm not always going out for a four hour ride. Sometimes I'm going out for a 45 minute ride. I want to pack as much fun as I can in that 45 minutes. And you know, people are always riding like, oh, you gotta be efficient because you know, I don't know. You might have to ride all day long. You never know. It's like, no, I know. I know exactly how long I'm riding. Come I'm gonna put that this much fucking energy. Yeah.
1: Back into the car.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So like that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but like um, that trail that we rode, I don't have a, I don't have a dropper post, and so I just left my seat all the way down the whole time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's not something most people would do. Like they would just leave it up the whole time. And. But that's just, to me, that's so fucking boring. Just sitting there and pedaling with your ass stuck on this in this one place by the seat. Or always having to like maneuver around it and, and deal with it. And it's like, dude, I'll deal with climbing. I'll suffer on that so I can have more fun. And even climbing, like getting re- fucking the, the seat out of the way so that you can move your body and your bike. I mean, you notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got an athletic aggressive style. It's just kind of naturally... Uh, what you do because you have the tools for it and you know the mindset, but uh, yeah, trying to stand up and attack climbs as opposed to like just gearing down and sitting and locking into the adult fetal position and trying to sit and spin your way up is not the the norm. Unfortunately. No, I followed your
1: lead. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing, but I just so I just put on that bike you gave me I had that dropper post. But I did not feel I had the skills or the knowledge, know when to raise it or when to put it all the way down. Yeah. So I just put it all the way down. Yeah. I like, I like, oh, just put it down. And put it down and stand up, man. I like, That's what James is doing. I'll just follow him.
2: Yeah. You know. It's a way better, more enjoyable way to uh, to ride bikes.
1: Uh That's yeah, yeah. fun, man. That was the first time I've been on the trail in like 10 years probably. And I get, like you said, I've told the story on here many times. That's why I got out of it because it sucked. Yeah. I was getting hurt all the time.
2: Yeah clipless pedals man drove you out i did but i I did a post saying you know uh you know because we took that little fucking selfie picture or whatever and uh i posted that and just said something about that like you know got you out on the trail you know so like you used to ride until you got tired of uh dealing with the frustration and injuries of, of clipless pedals and then you know i mentioned that you're a jiu-jitsu black belt with a few MMA fights under your belt. So it's not that you can't take pain and frustration, right? Because that's one of the, the things that people throw out there. It's like, oh, you just couldn't have, you know, you couldn't just deal with what it took to learn how to ride clipless pedals. Like you're a pussy. Like, it's kind of the underlying thing. If you don't ride clipless pedals, you're a pussy. You just couldn't, you know, there, everyone knows, yeah, there is a period of time that you're going to get fucked up, but it's a rite of passage, and if you're not willing to deal with that rite of passage, that makes you a pussy. And I was just, you know, so I like preemptively, I was like, you know, this guy's not a pussy. And so, you know, just like any sane person, he just, you know, started to question getting hurt uh, by these things. And, and, you know, so anyways, it was, uh, it was funny. But yeah, that's the, uh, that, that norm of people. Going on to the, those fucking cliffless puddles. Yeah, Kelly told you she saw some girl fall over on the trail. Like, or maybe not, yeah. Mm-hmm. The same trail we were riding.
1: Right, rustler's <laughs> Loop there.
2: Yeah. Uh, that first stop that we stopped at where we were overlooking the river. Yep, yep. And where that lady was fixing her bike. Yeah, lady was around. fixing her bike. Yeah, so, you know, she was stopped there. I guess somebody uh, was riding up and then went to stop uh, on the trail and then couldn't get on unclipped and fucking falls oh, over. Oh no!
1: I do remember her telling me that because she fell towards the. Yeah, like started cliff falling side.
2: towards the cliffside, you know, not, not. She wasn't like in danger, but it was enough to be like, you know, whoa, because yeah, what the fuck? That's not the direction that you want to fall, and she couldn't <laughs> control what direction she was falling. And uh, yeah, and then her friend comes riding up behind her and, and is like, "Oh, are you all right?" and She's just like, oh, yeah, haha, ha. you know, it's just, I'm just getting used to it, you know, once you get used to them, they're great, but, you know, I'm just, everybody falls when they start, and just, you know, it's 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 really weird, man, I I uh, compare it to, I mean, always on some levels, it's like the battered wife syndrome, it's like, these clipless pedals keep hurting you, and yet, it's always your fault?
1: You just keep falling down the stairs.
2: yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Like there's just a, a steady stream of excuses for these things. These things hurt people. I mean, honestly, the dirty truth is it's like they kill people. Like there are people who who die or have like serious, serious uh, head and neck injuries as a direct result of not being able to get unclipped and it affecting how they fall and, and, and the trajectory and what happens. And like, you know, people end up like fucking running into trees and shit. Because again, you can't control where you're going and you end up like, you know, fucking running into trees. And it's a really nasty little secret. Like they don't, it's not talked about. Because again, if you do, you're an asshole. If you bring it up, if you bring up how dangerous these things are, you're the asshole. And then they have this ready-made just laundry list of excuses for them. Oh, they didn't have the tension set, right? Oh, you know, this or that. But it's never the fucking pedal's fault. It's maddening, man, to watch people just get hurt by these things and continue to make excuses for them.
1: Yeah, and just from my, like I said, i got experience with both now. And actually, that was the first time I've been on a bike or trail, you know, 10 years at least. Yeah. And I don't remember really making it through that trail, that loop, without having to get off at least once. Or maybe I did by the time I got done riding, I don't remember. But, dude, I made it all the way through that. I didn't have to get off for any obstacle. no. Yeah, I remember even at one part, like, there's a couple little switchbacks before it gets real rocky, before we stopped that first time. Yeah. I think there's a couple little sharp turns. Even, I remember that intimidating me because it's slightly downhill, slightly off camber. Yes. And there's some, like, 290 degree turns. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, yeah. And there's,
2: there's, there's, like,
1: kind of river cobble rock. Yeah. You and know so, and I mean? It's involved. not super technical. No. But when you're. It's hooked enough. It, it's enough to where you're hooked to your bike. Like, it causes you concern yeah because if Rightly i like, so yeah and but dude i didn't even it was it was i was accessing these memory files afterwards i was like oh yeah because i remember. Dude, i rode that trail a bunch and uh dude i made it through that i didn't even think about it yeah because i wasn't hooked to the bike i was like well i'm gonna go around this corner i'm gonna look through the turn like if i don't make it i will just put my foot down yeah simple as that yeah like it was it was, it was like a non-issue Yeah, I I wish I would have had these fucking flat pedals.
2: Yeah, rightfully so, man. Ten years ago, and again, this isn't just opinion either. There are actual studies that uh, I've seen where they, again, I I don't know exactly how I looked at the studies, and they looked at like you know some uh, injury statistics, and then looked at individuals and stuff, and there were like two or three studies, but they all concluded that statistically, clipless pedals increase your chance of injury. Like it's not, it's not an opinion. It's not just like, oh, you know, that's just your opinion. And if you get really good at them, they're they're just as safe as flats. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like the the fucking science says they've done studies on this, and like specifically, like your hip, like you're you're you have a much greater chance of having a severe hip injury uh, if you have, have clipless pedals because. If you start that, and that thing that you were talking about on the corner, if you start to tip to the inside mm-hmm. and then you can't get your foot off, or even if you get your foot off, but it's delayed by half a second. So you can't quite get your foot into the same position yeah. to offset the fall. You're going to fucking, it's, you're, you're, gonna, in, trouble. Gonna, it's yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. You're going to land. And that's, and again, that's what happens to people when they run into trees mm-hmm. and shit and, and people get fucked up or you go over the handlebars and you can't get unclipped.
1: Oh, I've done that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I know several people that have done it. Like, one of my uh, ex-clients, Aaron Gwynn, he's a real famous uh, world champion downhill racer. Um, when I was working with him, he was over in Moab, and he knocked out both his front teeth uh, just fucking around on a bike at the end of a ride, and they were right at the parking lot, and he did a little, just kind of drop, but he landed in some sand, and it ended up, like, pitching him over the handlebars. The kind of thing that if you were on flats would just been, like, you know, no problem. He would have just like jumped over the handlebars, and no big deal. He couldn't get his feet off the pedals. Fuckin bam! Ugh. Face plant. Knocks out his two front teeth. It's like this guy's one of—he's—he's he's a professional downhill rider. Like you know, even professionals can't—they get fucking hurt from not getting unclipped. But you can't—they don't—you don't mention this, right? Like it's not Aaron gwen didn't get unclipped and knocked his front teeth out. Just Aaron gwen knocked his front teeth out. Like that's the story you know and and it's not really like brought up and and talked about like oh how exactly did he or you know you hear about like a professional rider getting hurt um you know in in an in you know getting injured in a crash and you just know i know man like if if they were riding clipless pedals and you saw a video of what happened that you would be able to point to a moment where ah you see right there like them not being able to get detached from the bike or being delayed from being detached from the bike changed the dynamic of this crash and that resulted in the injury and that's the thing that like people can't seem to wrap their mind around like that it, as soon as you, that the fucking clipless pedal changes how your foot is coming off the pedal and delays it you're going to change the dynamic of the crash mm-hmm. your, your ability to maneuver your body and get your foot in position all these things is going to change and most of the time it's not going to be a big enough deal for it to matter and that's why oh if I get my foot off you know if I get good enough it's just the same and it's like no man when you get to 100% it ain't going to be the same and yeah it just it fucking drives me nuts man as you can tell because <laughs> I just I see people out there you see them right like you saw like out of the, out of the we were out there riding most people were out there on their fucking clipless pedals and they're sitting down and spinning, and you know, doing all the things with their fucking giant wide handlebars on their tippy toes. It's like, dude, how can you have fun like that? But yeah, I had way more fun. Way more fun. Way more fun.
1: Yeah, stand up you felt like a kid on a BMX bike. Yeah, and then climbing, climbing, like you, you have that, uh, this confidence to where, like, if, oh, if I get stuck on this little obstacle, like I just put my foot down. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. Just jump off. Yeah, it was so, it was so nice because we'd come to a climb and be like, hey, you should go that route yeah. or follow me up this one. And, All right, just stand up, start pedaling up it. Yeah. And yeah. no big deal, man. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, that psychological weight that you carry. Again, if you're a road rider, it's different. It, you know, maybe it doesn't make as big a deal, but like on the trail. Um, world of difference. World of difference, man. And again, it's one of those things that people just don't want to acknowledge that there is a mental weight that you carry you have to think about your feet in a way that you don't have to and so now that mental energy is going away from something else and you know so or you get people who they'll like pre-unclip for stuff like that's Mm -hmm. the other thing they're like oh i'm not scared of getting unclipped, but then you see them Mm pre-unclip for things and ride through without being clipped in and it's like well wait a minute, why why did you unclip? You know, you are scared of not getting unclipped. You you're just smart enough to pre unclip in those situations. But now you don't you're not you don't even have the fucking clipless puddle working for you in this situation. So what is the point? And yeah, it's uh, the mind games people play to make excuses for those fucking pieces of shit. Uh, just blow my mind away. So Sorry. Yeah, I really hope there's a day, man. It's not going to be in my lifetime, but I'd I'd hope in like, you know, 50, 100 plus years on a long enough timeline. I do believe the truth will come out. I mean, barefoot running, you know, like it, it was decades that we were fucking bodybuilding. How long were we in the fucking dark ages of bodybuilding, right? right? Like this shit happens, man, but... Like, we've been wrong about so many things in the past for people to pretend that, like, there's no way that they could be wrong about this just because the professionals in the Tour de France write these things. It's like, God damn it. You people don't know your history. Like, we're wrong all the time. That is not a fucking valid excuse. But, uh, yeah, I really hope at some point the truth is going to come out and we're going to look back on Clipless Pedals and be like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, like, like the padded heels for the overstride. You know, oh, increase your stride length when you run, right? Like, it made sense mm-hmm. at the time. I had shoes that fucking had that. I had the knee injuries to go with it. Yep. And, uh, and but now we look back on that and it's like, fuck, man, that doesn't actually make sense. Like, when you know what's actually going on and you're not just listening to marketing hype and, and fucking bullshit from people trying to sell you something, then like that's silly. Like, why would you do that that way when this way is way better? And one day, man, we're going to get to that point with pedals. And we're going to realize that clipless pedals were the equivalent of that big padded fucking shoe with the giant heel. And them telling us to, oh, increase your stride length to run faster. It's, it's the exact same equivalent. And, yeah, so hopefully I do a small part in getting it to there. So I think the sport will be way better off. We'll have more people in it. More people so will want much to try more it. So much more. I'm looking, fun. I'm looking
1: forward to us going out riding together. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say, man, we gotta definitely, and we gotta go on. Like I said, not a weekend, which is tough because you work. You working, but uh, so many motherfuckers here. I mean, we can deal with it. And I, they, I just, and, I'm, I'm spoiled is the problem. Oh,
1: I know what you mean. Like, cause I, the same way with. I feel the same way with skiing. You know, yeah. I, I I don't I try not to touch any of the resorts on the weekend. If I'm going to go out on the weekend, I'll try to do some backcountry stuff. And if, you know, during, I try to definitely hit the <clears throat> resort during the week because it's yeah. so much. So, there's so many more people come Saturday, Sunday, so, even on Fridays. Yeah, so, it's, it's not
2: even people. It's just, it's the fucking tourists. And I don't even mean like tourists and that they don't live here. I just mean like tourists and that just because you own a bike doesn't make you a mountain biker, mm-hmm. right? Just because you own a pair of skis doesn't make you a skier. Like, there are people who are just tourists in these activities. They just come in for the weekend and then they go home. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, they're, this, is, this isn't what they do. And so, like, they bring a different vibe to the whole scene than people who are doing this for a different reason. And it's more like that. Like, if there was, you know, a bunch of people, but they were all, like, mountain bikers, then it'd be great. Right. But it's not. It's like the more people that show up, the greater percentage of these fucking weekend warrior... Uh, douchebags.
1: Douchebags, exactly, that man. don't know the etiquette. You know? Yes. Because with every sport, it becomes an etiquette. Yes. Every, everything. And you got to learn it as you get into it. Right. Um, but a lot of people aren't willing to observe it and learn it. No, it, especially it, in today's entitled society. No. You know, they're, they're just not. Yeah. You know, Dude, I'm big on that. Like Whenever <clears> I <I'd rather throat> get into anything new... Like the etiquette and learning not to be the new douchebag out there, pissing yeah, everybody off. Is it's been like I'm I'm getting into trap shooting, like yeah, you know, I've been out shooting the shotguns, going. And I even got a membership at the trap and skeet club here in Grand Junction. Like, dude, I love it. Like, I'm I'm getting obsessed with it, dude. I listen to fucking podcasts about <laughs> it, reading articles. Dude, it's 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 ridiculous, dude. Because yeah. I suck at it so let's bad. Go shoot, man. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. But uh. Um, but there's a lot of etiquette that goes into being out on the gun range. Yes. And I'm slowly learning it, you know, and I can definitely tell when I rub some of these guys the wrong way a little bit. I'm like, oh, so I'm course correcting, you know, as I go. But, yeah, I mean, that, but that just goes with anything. Like, you got to kind of – it's good to go plow into something new, but you can't just plow blindly. Yeah. You got to take a minute. You got to ask a lot of questions, sit back and observe. And like, oh, yeah. And then you pick up on things like, oh, okay, yeah. They, they, oh, there's a reason he behaved. Oh, okay. And you know, you start learning these things. But yeah, if you're just an asshole and you just fucking, oh, I'm gonna go buy the shit and just get into it.
2: Yeah. <sighs> it's just, oh, yeah. It's bit, the problem is, is that's how it's sold. You know, no one, it's not being sold to these people. It's like, oh, this is a lifestyle and a culture. And you, a should, culture. you should, you yeah. should be respectful of it mm-hmm. as you get into it. It's just like, no, man, you have the right to come out here with your mountain bike and and ride and so you just take that right and do it man and yeah it's a, it's a it's a different vibe it's interesting i was talking to Kiele like this is one of the things that i mean i love about jujitsu culture you see this in surfing culture you know i'm sure there's other like like where there is an opportunity for you to uh make physical contact with other people in the group it's much easier for these corrections to take place. You know, Mm -hmm. like if somebody's being a douchebag in jujitsu, eventually the mountain force is going to get a hold of them. Right. Like surfing is notorious for, if you don't fucking respect what's going on, like you can get fucking beat up and your surfboard broke. And like, so don't be a douchebag. You know, I'm I'm sure, like I said, like it it seems I'm sure like wrestling, you you kind of even have that in like baseball, Mm -hmm. right? Hockey. You know, cycling just doesn't have that physical contact. Like, there's no point where you can or should be making physical contact with another <laughs> rider. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I
1: know exactly what you mean. So
2: there, there is no real yeah. opportunity for a trail enforcer to subtly or not so subtly, you know, put the equivalent of a Teddy Roosevelt in somebody's fucking eye and let them know, like, this is not how you behave. This is not how you act. This isn't what you do. There's just no, there there's nothing like that in in cycling in general and mountain biking in particular. And so there's nothing to check the douchebags, man. Nothing. That nothing. Makes, that makes sense. And if anything, they're they're just even more entitled and more protected because like if you do say or do something, like who gets in trouble? You. You. Yeah. You're being the You're, or or like, you know, legally or whatever, right. you know? And so it's uh yeah, it's a it's it's something that has fucking bothered me for a while because you see these fucking people come in and the way that they act. I mean that, that the, the the incident with that girl that uh, I told you about a while back that she that started the, mouthing off to me and with then she, the
1: dogs and yeah the yeah air. yeah
2: yeah and she rode like off trail and just totally you know douchebag thing to do. And, you know, I come down and just calmly, you know, say, hey, man, don't be a douchebag. And she fucking flips out on me until Keely rolls up and she realizes like, oh, uh, like, I might is. have an enforcement situation going on here. I may need to shut the fuck up. And, uh, yeah, like that's that, that kind of mentality and attitude, you, you see that and it's just, it's maddening. And you're just like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And these people are just ruining the sport ruining it and unfortunately it's just a lot of it's driven by money Mm -hmm. you know because the industry has to grow like you know we i mean just in general this you know capitalist mindset like capitalism's great but attaching growth every year as part of it you run into problems because growth becomes the goal Mm -hmm. and so if you're not growing you're, you're seen as like dying and blah 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 and uh and so you, to attract more people, like, you have to continually attract more people to the sport. And the way that you do that is by, like, dumbing it down, you know, all these fucking green easy trails that have no rocks and shit like that. Or, you know, people taking rocks out of trail and it being, you know, it's, like, dude, it's outrageous when people alter the trail to make it easier. But it's just, again, hey, it's no big deal, man. And, uh, you know, the, the fucking shit just, like, it drives me nuts, man. But... Anyways, lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just started thinking That's about right. like dude, there's like specific it makes me sad because there's there's like specific trail features that over the years have been dug out and taken out, and I'm not really sure that all of them. In fact, I'm I'm positive that not all of them were like, you know, trail maintenance type stuff. And they were they were fun, difficult technical maneuvers that yeah, most people couldn't do, but like now you took away that opportunity for people to become one of the riders mm-hmm. that could do it. Like that thing's gone forever now. Now not everybody's chance to try to get better at it is gone just because, you know, somebody felt that it's their right to ride this trail and not have to get off and walk at any point. And and oh my God, this thing is scary and dangerous, and so we have to sanitize the trail. Like that you know, that's the term for it is sanitizing the trail. But you know, that's you end up with you know, that mentality and those kind of trails and then, you know, just the way that you're promoting the sport to, you know, attract people that aren't really into it, man. It's just, it's, hey, it's another outdoorsy thing to do. Are you an outdoorsy person? Do you hike? Do you fish? Do you camp? Hey, tack on mountain biking to that outdoorsy thing. You know, it's like it's like it's kind of seen as like, hey, I'm a hip outdoorsy person. I mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And that's a totally different reason and mentality and, and thing that you're bringing to it then like no i'm a mountain biker and i'm mountain bike kind of thing so yeah but that's why i love man i'm glad i got jujitsu Jiu Jitsu's definitely saved
1: it's got those built-in safeguards it does man it's great
2: it saved my sanity mm-hmm. for sure like i think i would have lost my shit uh over the last few years if i did not have like jujitsu and just be able to go there and like all right Everything out there is fucked up, but I can come here and there's some order to the goddamn universe, man. Yeah. Dude, some order to yeah, it.
1: It's one of the reasons I love Jiu-Jitsu so much. It's like, the world is full of so much bullshit and gray areas and hidden agendas and nonsense and just, it's so maddening. And so so many people get away with behaving certain ways and, oh, just fucking nonsense, man. And Jiu-Jitsu, all that yes. goes away. <laughs> yep. Jitsu tells the truth all the time
2: on the map man and it's amazing slap
1: hands set the timer and let the truth be told yeah <laughs> it's so simple and so pure that's, that is one of the biggest reasons i love it i mean i can you know have a list of a hundred fucking reasons why i love it but that is one of the the best yeah thanks like, no like so simple either you strangle me or i strangle you yes there we go that's it man <laughs> that's it
2: yeah I mean, if, if there's any equipment, we both got a gi on. So, yeah. you know, I can use yours and you can use mine. And, but yeah, outside of that, it's just, it's so simple and shit talking don't matter. Mm. You know, ideas don't matter.
1: It's like, what works?
2: Only thing that matters is what works, man. And and there's one definition of what works, the mat. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not like, oh, I got a cross country mat and a downhill mat. Nope. Yeah, this works in a cross-country, Matt, but I see you're a downhill Matt kind of guy. <laughs> like, fuck off. Eat a bag of dicks, man. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no. It's like, oh, you think that'll work?
1: Okay, cool. Cool, let's see. Let's see. Oh, that worked. Well, how do I get out of that? Oh, speak <laughs> of that, remind me to show you. I had an idea in my head to show you how to deal with, you know, the way I've been escaping like half guard and side control. To where like I reach underneath, yeah, you know what I, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah yeah, I start yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Like it's been giving you troubles. It's giving a lot of people troubles. Yeah, I think I have another really good solution. Okay, I got to show you today. Good, remind me.
2: Yeah, okay, I will remind me. Yeah, I think
1: I mean. You you've solved it. You you've got a few little solutions here and there to it. Yeah. You know, but I still fuck a lot of people up with it. I've been escaping a lot of positions like that, like swimming all the way through. Yeah. But I think I coming I, under. Yeah, yeah. I think I in my I was playing it out in my head, and then someone kind of came close to it last night. I was like, oh. Uh. I was like, I think if you there's a couple little steps, like if you do this and then win this certain race, like. Yeah. I'd have to abort mission.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. I have to. We we'll sort it out today. We'll yeah. It, yeah. I've been playing with some new passing shit <laughs> lately. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, some things started clicking in my in my head, but I I mentioned it last night. Like I started like almost kind of doing like a a body lock type position, and then like leg pummeling just to get their legs in between mine, and then I can squeeze my legs and just fucking work my way and up, shimmy up, shimmy up, and just go like straight to mount and uh because yeah it's like uh like trying to deal with the legs and the arms at the same time is difficult and so i'm kind of realizing like if i just focus on the legs and i beat them in a certain way well then they're out of the fucking equation and then i just got to get the the arms under control and as i'm still working on that but yeah, I've been doing... I've been mounting the fuck out of people lately. Yeah, 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 man. I've been getting back to, like, old school. Just get to mount and then just crush people's spirits. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I think
1: Trey, Trey said that to me last night. I got him open his ass, and then he mentioned you're around with him. He's like, basically, you, like, mounted him, like, three. 30 seconds in. Yep. He spent like four and a half minutes just getting assaulted and mount. He's yeah. like assaulted. I can't remember what... what it, oh, because like, I'll play with him. like I'll play in his world, like crucifix and arm drag and stuff. Right. I, I like that anyways. But I'll, I'll go into his realm because he's good with it. Yeah. And it makes it harder for me. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, James didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, James went to mount and just beat me up for fucking four minutes. It's like, yeah, that'll happen.
2: Uh, yeah. I was... In- it was last night was interesting. I had this mental switch and you've talked about it before, but like last night I was wrestling with, uh, um, Thomas, uh, not two dot, but just,
1: Oh, redhead Thomas, redhead
2: Sprinkles exactly Thomas Sprinkles. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's one of those guys that can like mentally frustrate me because, you know, you, you think that like, Oh, I should, this shouldn't, he shouldn't be able to do this or, you know, you have these expectations based on like, I've been training longer and he's blue belt and all this fucking bullshit. And so, yeah, there was like a moment in the beginning of the round where he passed my guard and I was kind of like, fuck. And I started like, you know, Oh fuck going into like, I gotta, you know, make a good showing against Thomas mode. And then I was like, you know, fuck this. I was like, this isn't Thomas. And it's funny. It's like, after I said it, I was like, I, this is what Rob has said before. I was like, this is just a problem. Just solve the problem. Don't worry about Thomas. Just solve the fucking problem in front of you.
1: It makes it so much easier.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. And it was weird, man. It's like a, a switch flipped. And all of a sudden I was just, you know, it was. And that, and that's kind of, I stayed in that mode the whole night. And that's why I did that to Trey. Because I wasn't thinking. I was just responding to the problems being presented without trying to do anything. And the problem that Trey presented led to Mount. And then he would not let me get anything to finish him. So he had to spend four and a half minutes there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like it when they try to give me their back and I won't let them. You just keep the fucking there. Keep, yeah. Keep, the keep it mounted. Yeah. They'll, they'll try to turn. It's like, you know, you got them. It's like, Oh dude, they want out of here so bad. Nope. And you just fucking Your mom keep sucks. crushing them.
1: I don't like it when you get mounted. It sucks. It's yeah. Not, when I get going, man, it's, it's pain it's, in the ass. Yeah. It's not good.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, there's, it's fun. I, I, I was,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah, being mounted on somebody is a lot of fun. You, you just know, strangle the piss but up. to make the most
2: out of it, you gotta, there has to be a little, because you're just being mean as fuck. Dude, there is a difference between beating the fuck out of somebody from mount and, man, pretty much any other position. Mm. I mean, you, I mean, we, we talked with Pimenta about it. Like, he said, like, he, you know, that's, you know, yeah, back is great. But, uh, you know, he likes mount. And I, you can just just crush people in a way that you just can't from any other position and really just you gotta be a little sadistic to enjoy it. Cause you know that like, cause you're, you've been there. Like, you I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of this and you know, the fucking panic and the other shit that's setting in because you can't breathe and this sucks. And I just went out of here. Why won't this motherfucker just take my back? And, uh, but yeah, there's something fun about getting a out and just locking down on somebody and just nope there's no way out of this you little mouse everywhere <laughs> you go it's gonna be a dead end <laughs> but anyways it's uh it's fun so god how the fuck we got on that just talking about who knows jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu yeah
1: speaking of that though we should probably do you think most people are getting back to training yet or do you know? Probably because jujitsu gyms across the country aren't really opening yet, are they? You what
2: know, they? it's kind of uh, hit and miss. Is it? Yeah, I got some people wanting to roll. Hold on. Speaking of us, who's wanting to train? Uh Kenny.
1: Kenny. Or Ken. Ken all. Yeah. The big rugby. Yes.
2: Teacher. Yep. Yeah. our our star white belt resident gorilla at at Fruit of BJJ no man I think that um, man I don't know by most people no I'm going to say no at this point I'm going to say that um, no you don't think so no I think we're still in the minority I mean we were talking about it this morning man like we've we've really experienced this whole thing in a completely different way than the rest of the world and just for several reasons. I mean, one, we were lucky enough to be in an area that wasn't hit pretty much at all by it. Uh, it's, you know, they, we stayed open, like the recreation stuff, like being able to get out and do stuff. Um, You know, we're, we're opening up in general now. And the, just, there's not a willingness on the, police's side to be hardcore enforcers with all of this and so that's not necessarily the formula like that that's a unique formula and so i think that we're we're really fortunate in that uh, regard but I think that if anything, man, we're just you're, you're getting you're probably gonna just get more like fight clubs. I mean, the thing is, is like jujitsu gyms can't officially be open. Like that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when you say get back to training, like we're, you know, I'm we're getting back to training. Like we're doing class, and you know, Grand Valley's doing classes, and I'm sure there's other gyms out there that are doing things. Uh, but I think that it's all under this this either. It's on the down low, like, you know, we're not officially open kind of thing. Uh, or it's one of these, like, hey, we're doing it within the rules. But once we get in, you know, how much of that are we really observing uh, kind of thing? So, Because that's really the only way that a jiu-jitsu gym could open right now. Because uh, I, I think, uh, I don't think uh, the Tanner Rice's gym got... Busted. Did he get busted? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see what happened. Yeah.
1: He said he was just gonna open. You guys come sort it out. Yeah. So what? What? What, did, what do you mean by busted? Did he just get a ticket, or did he get? Yeah, I
2: got a ticket and told to shut down. Again, I'm. I'm going off of like some periphery stuff, but there was a gym that opened up. Like I think his name was Metroflex or whatever. But like, they were pretty public about mm-hmm. the fact that they were just like, "Fuck it, we're opening up in defiance of the order," mm-hmm. and so the city came and cracked down on them real hard. And so it, it seemed like because of that publicity, they started like cracking down on other people in the area that were in defiance of the order that maybe weren't doing it as uh, publicly. publicly. And so it, it, that was my understanding from the article was kind of that's what he, uh, he had said was he felt like that's what had triggered hmm. the, the visit. But yeah, man, in that at that gym... They said that they're gonna, you know, shut him down. If he opens up again, they're gonna find and arrest not only him but anyone who's in the gym when they come as well. So they're threatening, like
1: this. This is in California. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, yeah. This is in California. So they're threatening to like arrest the people in the gym. And man, it's just that's just fucking wild, dude. That's insane. That's insane.
1: You gotta stand your ground at that point. I'd be like, I'm showing up and training. Like, you're going to have to arrest me. Yeah. Like, I, just on principle's sake.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's, that is that is the lowest of the low. Like, you, you can't get someone to do what you want, and so you start to exert pressure on the people that care about. Yeah. Like, that's fucking low. Like, you, like that is some North Korea shit mm-hmm. right there. And Because that's what they're doing. You know, if they were going to find him and he was going to get in trouble, I, I'll bet he'd take it. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably have, like, people donating the fucking money to pay the fines and stuff. And But as soon as he they start threatening his patrons and saying, like, you know, we're going to arrest them too. Well, now he's got to consider, like, do I want to really drag them into yeah. this?
1: Do I want to put you guys into a position, like, risking getting arrested? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a tough call, but you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that to your students and training partners. You don't want them to make that decision.
2: No. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So I think if anything, there's probably just more unofficial stuff and more fight club style things going on. I it's just but really like official training. Like I said, you might have a few gyms here and there that are opening up, but it uh yeah. I Man, I was I was thinking with uh just talking with Kelly about this last night, which is yeah, I could be totally wrong, right? This is just fucking James and his weird thoughts. But when we were rolling last night, and, and it's like, dude, you know, jiu is the last thing that they're going to allow to go back again because it's close contact. I mean, when it comes to, like, spreading coronavirus, I mean, it is, like, the worst you could get. At least that's what they're saying. Why were jiu-jitsu gyms not a hot spot for coronavirus?
1: It's a good question.
2: Again, I I don't know for sure that they weren't. but I would think just even within the jujitsu community, we would have heard we would have heard something like if, if about it. Whole
1: gyms were getting wiped out, and people were getting fucked up. Like
2: yeah, yeah. If there was any gym that had a big outbreak, like we've heard of individuals, right, that had it,
1: but, but no, no, no gym, like big gym outbreak. Yeah, not that I've heard of.
2: No, first. me either. Or you know, like multiple ones. Like yeah, you would think that even like fitness gyms, they won't let them fucking open because they're supposed to be so goddamn dangerous, and yet you weren't finding fitness facilities being a, a you know the, the the focal point for an outbreak I don't know like something I don't know why I was thinking about that last night and I was like that just doesn't make sense that doesn't add up that doesn't add up that you would you would think that this would be uh, yeah that you would have seen more of that but that wasn't the case it's just like the fucking the, the professional teams you know we've bitched about this before. It's like, man, one person has it and then the rest of the staff and team doesn't. Like, I thought this thing was supposed to be the most... Spread like wildfire. 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 (laughs) Take everybody. Everybody. One person gets it, they're all gonna get it. It's like, it just didn't happen. It's not what's happening. But, yeah. It'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting over the next few weeks because places like this are opening up. Um, I mean, you have places in the South. I mean, Florida's You know, working hard to open up and I think I saw something. I don't know what happened with it, but like Wisconsin, like their Supreme Court actually struck the whole thing down, like Mm. the whole stay at home thing down. So like at this moment, like I don't think they even have like official rules or anything.
1: Well, you see Seth put on a fight to win last night. Did he? In Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how, (laughs) how it looked. I didn't watch it. I didn't, I don't know what the... Crowd, if there was a crowd, yeah. Or if he just did a, you know, like a no, i bet there a, wasn't a broadcast yeah. on like Flow Grappling or yep. something. But he did a fight to win pro. Yeah,
2: it's from Gilly's at, at a bar or
1: wherever. I think I think he was doing. I think he's doing two. He's I doing think. two. Yeah, one last night and one tonight. Yeah, I should get on and watch it on Flow. But uh, yeah. yeah, so then that's Texas.
2: Yep. Yeah, so, you're getting some some things, you know, working to open up, but. That's, like, the weird thing, though, man. Like, you got, you know, and, and again, my point is, is, like, in a couple of weeks, you're going to see one of two things. Either the naysayers are going to be proved right, and we're going to be, like, crushed with coronavirus cases, or we're not, and it's going to be, like, okay, like, you know, we've, like, obviously, opening up isn't this, uh, you know, you know, isn't going to result in this, but... <clears throat> Yeah, man, the, uh, um, yeah, fuck, forgot what the fuck I was saying again. Coronavirus.
1: Coronavirus opening up. Whatever. <laughs> you keep, dude, you've lost your train of thought several times today. I don't know if know. I'm, I'm out of practice. Yeah. We didn't podcast we, last week. you we did it too in our pre-podcast conversation a couple yeah. times.
2: I was feeling a little out of it this morning. I see that. Yeah, I did my Wim Hof breathing and it got my head going a little bit better. But, yeah, I was feeling a little fuzzy this morning. Really? Oh, yeah? yeah.
1: What was your HRV? Did you know? <clears throat> it was
2: like 84. My, it is weird. Oh, my, what about your recovery score? Yeah, my recovery was like 87%. Oh, sorry. But my last few days have been pretty low. Like, my recovery score has been low. My heart rate was up like 59. I don't know. It's one of those days when you're like, all right, Morpheus, I hear you, but... Like
1: I have days like that to where it says I, it says I'm good, like I'm into green H yeah. R HR, HRVs low to mid 80s you know recovery scores eighty something you're like hmm, like, I don't know if i agree with you today <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that like, yeah, yeah. doesn't quite make sense. <clears throat> yeah, you know what's funny when that happens to me is it's generally it's weird because uh, like I'll have let's say for Monday Mondays in general. Like I wake up pretty beat up and tired because from you know all my activity, oh, yeah. all my activity over the weekend. So Monday I'm like, all right, yeah. But a lot of times my HRV will still be high, my recovery score will still be good, and and then but I, I feel a little bit rough. Like all right, I'm not gonna do any heavy lifting today. It's Just <clears> gonna be you know kind of mobility, light workout. Well then Tuesday I'll wake up, and I, my body won't feel as sore. I'll feel better. But then, like, my recovery score will be in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, it takes, like, a t- it takes, like <coughs> two days, and it's. I'm like, huh.
2: Yeah, it's a day after the yeah. day after. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a good... It's still a good tool. For, it, is, it. it is a good tool. Yeah. The um, But, uh, God, what was I going to... Oh, I wanted to ask you what you thought, because... Uh, I probably heard about the accusations against De La Hiva.
1: Yeah. A few weeks back there. Yeah. I haven't heard much of it. I haven't followed right, up right. on it.
2: Yeah. But man, I had this thought, I mean, again, innocent until proven guilty. You know, we actually have a, a a buddy of ours is a black belt under a De La Hiva black belt. And so, you know, um, yeah, hopefully whatever's going on is, is able to be resolved. In some mutually beneficial way, but uh, it got me thinking. Like, man, this is why you don't want to name moves after a person, because like, let's say worst case scenario, right? Again, this is just this is just conjecture for the, right. for just for the sake just of one, argument, right? Is right. like, let's what what happens if it does get proven that this guy was, you know, sexual misconduct or, or whatever it is that he's being accused of? Like, let's say that it, it is that, right? Are we, do we really want to continue as a jujitsu community? Like you know, there's going to be people who aren't like going to want to continue to refer to a position that's named after a like a convicted or whatever uh, you know someone who did. I something. think it
1: depends on how. Heinous! The crimes were right, but I no, but that's, that's, can you imagine? No, but
2: let's just say, let's just say he fucking it was worse than we thought, right? Like to the point that we're like, like, dude, what would you do? You know, I don't know. It was this weird like thought experiment that popped in my head.
1: Thankfully, we haven't come to that in the jiu-jitsu world, and hopefully, we never do. Yeah, um yeah, that is kind of a funny thing because
2: it's the only move that's named after a, a person. I mean, you have the Kimura, but like De La Hiva is that's the daily La Hiva guard and the Daily Heva hook and stuff are like...
1: After De La Hiva. Yeah,
2: like associated directly with him. And, and it's unique. Cause like I said, you don't really have <clears throat> anything else like it that's associated specifically with a single person like that named after him. And so, yeah, like what do you... <laughs> yeah what do you do would we rename everything like
1: now i'll stick with it
2: i would i would say we would just consult donna and, her and say what is the, the japanese name for this position and that is what we will all start calling it now but i'm sure there's something yeah, i'm sure there's something <laughs> he probably calls it that anyways but that would be the answer we would just <laughs> consult the oracle <laughs> what what should we call it now oracle yeah. but uh yeah I don't think it'll get there. Hopefully not. But it was just, it was a weird thought that popped in my head. I was like, fuck, dude, that's going to be a really weird thing if that happens. And like, you know, did, did you got this thing where people are trying to rename this position. And, and, uh, yeah, it would look weird. It'd be very. No, nah, I think
1: you're, I mean, just because somebody <clears throat> does something bad doesn't erase the good they did. And if he came up with the position, I'm still right? Call him the Daily Heaver. I'm I
2: don't, not- I don't disagree, but I'm just, you know that, that, uh, you know that there will be a discussion about it, because I mean, let's say that you that you're a woman who you know dealt with the you know similar thing, and you own a gym, and it's like, do you you know like you really want to continue to?
1: Well, I can see, I can see, like, say you were a Daily Hevo affiliate, yeah, and wanting to take that name off your gym, that's one thing, right. But as far as all, because I mean, look at all the ridiculous names we give shit. Yeah. You know, so it wouldn't be much to change a name or to give it a new name. I still got to kind of figure out a move for the Murder Hornet.
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what we do. We come up with names and and then try to come up with... Moves that are fit Moves. That's right. It's like the drug companies invent a drug and then figure out what what it fits. What it fits. (laughs) We invent a name and then figure out what it fits. We need
1: a move called the Murder Hornet. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. I
1: was explaining... um, (laughs) Uh, a good use of the Teddy Roosevelt last night to Thomas, Two Dot Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, because he had he was top, he was on me in top north south, and I got his lapel out and stuck my foot in it, pried it, pried it off, swept him or whatever. And a- after the match, he's like, dude, I hate. Dude, he's like, I just hate it when someone gets their foot in my tail like that and can pry me off. He's like, it's so frustrating. I was like, here, let me show you the
2: solution.
1: (laughs) I was like, are you familiar with the Teddy Roosevelt? And being that he's Dutch. Right. Might not be, right? Right. And uh, he's like, no. I was like, here, just put your knee on my face. He's like, oh. He's like, that works pretty good. I was like, yeah, just untwist a little bit. Enough to put your knee on it. Like cross-face me with your shin and your knee. Yeah. I was like, "It'll, it'll solve that problem. Dude, that reminds me of
2: something. I saw this video and immediately thought of you this is at. this is the origins of jiu-jitsu look at the fucking teddy roosevelt you use the teddy roosevelt yes right there, yeah. liberal use of the teddy roosevelt this yeah. is what jiu-jitsu originally was it was the hand-to-hand fighting right art. right there he's using the yep. teddy
1: roosevelt again right there
2: yeah so what, is this was on leg lockers instagram account uh-huh. it's uh showing it's apparently this is like a competitive Boom. thing. Boom.
1: Yep, right to the Kimura setup or stabbing, whatever. Yeah. yeah,
2: and this is this is guys in samurai armor, basically doing fucking jujitsu in
1: strapping.
2: armor, and they're and the goal is to pull out a knife and pretend stab the fuck out of the other person, which that's a, is
1: that's a pretty fun sport. Yeah, you
2: know, like this is the shit Musashi did, like you know cause Musashi did jujitsu. That was fucking man. I want to play with bam. that one. Those
1: big long ones. Big but then he spin. got mounted and mounted.
2: looked, but then he got stabbed on the bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just because you're mounted doesn't mean you win. If no, you got, man. St- stabbing implements involved.
2: Yeah, you gotta control.
1: Control that arm. Control that weapon. He's getting shit stabbed out of him, boy. Right? Yeah. Ooh, that was dope. Oh, oh.
2: He was hey. using the,
1: to tell you, a lot of those guys. Were using Teddy Roosevelt quite a bit.
2: Yeah, dude. I was watching that, and it made me. That was the first thing I thought of. It's very <laughs> liberal use of the fucking knee to the eyeball.
1: It's a great way to cross face. Yes, especially if they got headgear on. You know, yep. protective equipment. Yeah, because you can put that in there and just force their head cross your cross face and look the other way. Yeah, with your body weight and your shin, like
2: dude, neon face, neon shoulder very underrated position I, I use it a lot I use it a lot. yeah
1: and I've gotten I'm really good at being gentle with it right I, I can I can vary my degree of a lot of times you know with our training partners like I can just place it there and I'll get compliance yeah, yeah. I, or, or I can I can kind of slide it in and just make them look the other way I don't have to put much pressure on it right it accomplishes the task pretty quick yeah unless yeah. someone's not familiar with it then they're just like eating it <laughs> They'll learn
2: yeah, anyways, yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that.
1: Too. Dude, speaking of Teddy Roosevelt, so I'm like halfway through uh, that first Teddy Roosevelt book I'm reading. Oh, yeah? Because a, it's a three-book series. Uh, the author is Edmund Morris or Edwin. I think it's Edmund Morris. I think he's, he's like a Pulitzer Prize-winning author. It's a pretty famous series of uh, books on Teddy Roosevelt. The first one that I'm reading, I think it's called The Rise of Teddy Roosevelt. And I believe I started with the first one in the series. Hopefully I did. If not, fuck it. But, dude, I'm like 400 pages in. You know, it's roughly a 700, 800-page book. Just a good book. Right now, I don't know what the other books are going to get into. Like, this has just kind of been an overview. Yeah. Of kind of getting into how he came to be Teddy Roosevelt that we know, Theodore Roosevelt, and different things he's done, and his adventures in cattle ranching in the Dakotas. And You know, it's really cool to read about his experience in, in North Dakota because a lot of the area he was hanging out in and bought a ranch in. Uh, was where I was up working in the oil fields up by Killdeer and these Indian reservations and stuff up there mm-hmm. so it's really and you know even talking about the weather back then and how horrific it was and just killing <laughs> cattle every year and shit like I've been there <laughs> dude, it's, dude he's a bad motherfucker man he, but he wasn't all great like he was yeah I don't know if he course corrected I haven't got to the point in the uh, part of his parenting like so for example like, his his first wife um Died. Spoiler alert. I guess it happened in nineteen ten, so yeah. early night, late eighteen hundred. So, <laughs> so, so should be spoilers <laughs> in this. Okay. But uh, his uh, his first wife uh, and the first child he had, she she died like pretty soon after birth, and he was so heartbroken by it. Um, he just refused to speak of it, like almost even acknowledge that she existed. And his little daughter reminded him so much of his you know, former, his past wife that like he almost just kind of like abandoned her. Like gave gave his daughter to his sister, His mm. sister did a lot of the raising, especially early on. Yeah. And so yeah, that's kind of a shitty. I mean, he wasn't the greatest person in all aspects. Yeah. Apparently. No. He, yeah. But uh, I I haven't seen if he because then he gets married again, and I think his new wife, uh, Edith. Yeah, I think she says, hey, we need to be raising this this daughter of yours, and by then she's like three or four, I think they take her kind of back under her wing, mm-hmm. so he kind of he, he starts accepting her, I think, but for the first few years of that kid's life, he's like, he'd fly in once in a while, cruise in, and give her a little kiss on the head, and go back about his way, yeah. like, he just, he was so upset emotionally, yeah. he wouldn't, so, yeah. he's not all perfect. No, dude, it's a good fucking book, man. Yeah, I really, I don't know why I'm obsessed with like we're learning about him, but interesting dude, very interesting dude.
2: Think he'd wear a face mask?
1: Fuck no, <laughs> fuck no, he didn't wear a face mask.
2: Oh yeah, no, that would be. That was a different generation, man, mm-hmm. for sure. And I thought about, uh, for some reason, um, old MacArthur. You know, I read that book. You know, that dude, and like his philosophy was like, look, man, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I'm not going to be a little bitch. And it's just, that's a different mindset. That's kind of like how Teddy Roosevelt was. It was like, dude, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I'm not going to be a little bitch. I'm going to, you know, fucking do my thing. And, uh, and, and that's, yeah, I, I thought about that with MacArthur. I was like, man, what would MacArthur think of all this mm-hmm. nonsense right now? that dude would stand on a fucking battlefield while bombs are dropping and just be like, hey, if that one's got my name on it. It does. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. Right? Like, you know, sometimes you take stupid risks because of that. Right. But that's what made him who he was and what made people fucking want to follow him. And, yeah, like, those people are just not as in, uh, they're, in they're in short supply. They're in short supply these days. Like, yeah, they used to, those fucking kind of people used to be in politics. You just, don't find people like that in politics now. You got Nancy Pelosi and... Did you know Gavin Newsom, the fucking governor of New York, is her nephew? I did not. Yes. All of a sudden... That like, makes sense. A bajillion fucking things just fell into place when I found that out.
1: I didn't know that. Yep. I know he's... he's Basically, he's a dumbass. Oh. The shit they're doing in California... Yeah. insane. Yeah. We're very fortunate. I mean, we have a Democratic, you know, pretty liberal governor here and... Colorado, yeah, but he he's nowhere near doing the stuff that Newsom's doing in California. No, this shit is fucking ridiculous. It doesn't make
2: any sense, man. No, you know that's the you can almost see them being super restrictive on shit in in New York because you know they got hit really hard. But even then, like I said, like my buddy lives in um, uh, Cooperstown, and that's you know New York State. But it sounds like they're in the same position that we are, where they there really wasn't a local outbreak. There's nothing really going on, but they just have them all on lockdown. They still can't go and do anything. And uh, you you, know, but it's, you can almost see that, but like California makes no sense. Like they never had the emergency. They never had the big, you know, no hospitals were, were being overrun. So it's like, why? It, it just doesn't make any sense. That's what doesn't make fucking sense.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that aren't adding up. And I dude, I'm really... Starting to believe that there's more and more nefarious reasons for the things they're doing. Is it? It could it just be ignorance? They're not. They're not willing to admit that they made a mistake Uh, and let's back off restrictions. That that could very well be part of it.
2: Yeah.
1: I I don't know. I'm not smart enough politically and how the system works and all this. But man, like it stinks of shenanigans. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, and hopefully time will tell. Well, hopefully ten years from now, there will be some shit that comes out, like you <laughs> know, you know, there'll be like a tell all. Yeah. Like somebody high up, like that's it. I'm writing a book on this. Like this is what went down. Yeah. I, I, that's what I have a feeling. So there's got to be something going on because it doesn't make sense. No. To the way people, the way things are, and what they're willing to do, and just really fuck the economy right up. I like, It is. It doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, I, I can't make sense of it. I, I I even like you try to like put your self and shoe in their shoes or different viewpoints and really think about it. Like, okay, okay, let's see if if I play if I go down this rabbit hole, let's see, like you can't connect any dots. Like you try to follow their line of logic. Like okay, let's do this, and you see how they came to this decision, and then what would be next. Nice. Like none of it makes sense. I I I stopped I had to like stop thinking about it, and paying attention. Yeah. When all this shit first started going down, I was really like balls deep in it, watching everything. Now nah, i just checked out. Like, yeah, I just, I just can't do it.
2: But if you're, dude, if you're living in the middle of LA and you're still on stay at home lockdown shit and nothing is, you can't open it. Is, like it's, you, different you, it's a different thing, it's, man. Yeah, it's a different experience yeah. than what we have going on. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of people are, are, uh, finding themselves and yeah, you getting more and more people just being like, what the fuck is that? I, I heard, I forget where I read it, but, uh, this, this saying that science is a beautiful theory often destroyed by an ugly fact. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that happens across that happens in science, right? So like, if you're going to attach the word science to anything, you have to be willing to uh, like, let go of your beautiful theory. Because some ugly fact comes to light. Mm -hmm. And the ugly fact is that this is not as deadly as they said it was going to be. It's not what they thought it was. And and it's the other thing too is they presented math. That's why they call it math and science. Like math is not science. So using mathematical models to predict things is not really science. Mm -hmm. Like science is involved in it, but that's not... But that's just a theory. But that's just it, right? Like, but, so they're using mathematical models to kind of speed up the scientific method. The scientific method is I come up with a theory, and then I test it, and then I see what happens. Or, you know, hypothesis, whatever the fucking right. terminology is. You know, and that's tough to do right now, right? We can't say, well, this city's going to stay home, and this city's not. And we're going to run a test and see what happens. So what they do is they, they use these, these computer models. They use mathematical models and algorithms to, to speed that process up and run these experiments basically virtually. That's not the same thing. And But the problem is, is these things have been presented as like scientific fact. Like they've run these models using, using these mathematical models. And then you have these, these guys with letters behind their names standing up there saying the science shows that this is what's going to happen and it's not like they're, they're, they're misusing words, right? They're not actually telling the truth. And so, but now, now you're starting to find out that like, Oh, these, you know, this beautiful theory that they developed based on these mathematical models, the ugly facts are showing that that's just not true, but it's, it's hard to walk that back. Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of, of trying to walk things back. But I do agree, man. I think that, People see an opportunity to consolidate some power, and they're trying to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and you know I don't know if that was the original reason for it,
1: but there's a good opportunity. I there. think
2: that that's what's going on. Is you got a combination of people who won't admit that they were wrong and just be truthful, like, hey man, you know we plugged the numbers that we had into the data into the models. We have better numbers now, and the better numbers are telling us something different. So we have to adjust our plan. Like, that, that shouldn't be so hard. But it seems like... It seems
1: like it's impossible. Fucking impossible. Like, they're, they're, they're unwilling to do it. Unwilling. But I think it goes back to what we've talked about before. Like, once you give these government people and these politicians power, they're yeah. not going to relinquish it. No. I don't know. You're foolish to think they are. And I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. Like, they get their little... They're sinking their little claws in. Oh, Little yeah. bits here and there. They're not going to retract those claws. Because they don't have to. I mean, and yeah, I think that's part of it too. That that's where I'm leaning towards this nefarious type shit. I think the shenanigans of them, you know, coming up on election year, yeah, is just terrible timing for all this. Terrible for us people. But at some
2: level, I think it's good because I I don't know. Maybe yeah, if you if if they're if they're doing shenanigans and and they're using this as a cover for that, yeah, you're right. But I think that it's actually good we have an election coming up so quickly because the people are going to be able to speak pretty fucking loudly, very quickly on how they feel people are handling this shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if this was, if this, imagine if this was like a non-election year, right? And these, and these fucking governors and, and, you know, the, all the, all the shit was, uh, you know, if, if. The people didn't have a chance to uh, say, yeah, you're doing a good job in keeping you in and, and you're not. So I actually think it's kind of good we got an election coming up hmm. uh, because it does, like, you know what I mean? That's going to be the number one fucking topic. Like, we need to open the country up or we need to stay shut down. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, Like, that's going to be a big talking point for it. And the people are going to be able to vote based on who they agree with. So... At least I hope so. Hmm. They're not just like tied up in other nonsense. but So yeah, so why do you think that it's not necessarily good?
1: Because I think the, the Democrats are going to try to use it as a way to get Trump out of there. And they're going to do it at all costs, at any cost. Yes. To us, to us yep. citizens of this wonderful country. Uh, I, that's what I think. Yeah, that it's going to be used. It's more of that political football now and at any cost. So that's really what I think.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's going to backfire, though, because, you know, like I said, the people have a vote mm-hmm. and and they've done it before. Right. I mean, Trump being in office, it shouldn't have happened. You know, like the the, the, the people behind the opinion making machines in this country, they're they're not Fucking, they're not tapped into reality like they have this idealized version of reality and you know they're trying to you know we were talking about this morning, like you know michigan like you know they're starting to find out like oh reality there is way different like there's a bunch of our motherfuckers here and they're getting pissed and like that's dude you you know that's reality like you're messing with forces and i don't mean like like, when you start messing with people's jobs and the economy and food, like, these are historically forces that have led to very bad things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, it's like, dude, people are messing with these things for political and clickbaity reasons. Like, that dude fucking CNN and just all of these, just the, the bullshit and scare tactics that they use to get clicks not understand, Like, you guys are fucking with really, really, really dark forces man you get people really freaked out about the food supply what do you think they're
1: gonna do what are they gonna
2: do what are they gonna
1: do you don't want to find
2: out no and so like you don't want to be untruthful about the situation but you know purposefully painting the situation worse than it is because you hope that it hurts donald trump it, it, it is fucking wild to me that these people don't understand it and yeah like the in california like man, you can't consolidate your power at the expense of people's jobs and the economy. Like, there's going to be repercussions for that. And that's the beautiful thing about this country, man, is we have survived this long and because every four years, we have a chance to have a bloodless coup. Like, man, we don't like what's going on. We have the opportunity to kick out who's in charge and put someone new in. And that's basically what a coup is, you know? And that's... and, And so we're... We have that opportunity coming up, and I I think that that's actually worse for our advantage because, you know, if they push this real hard, and they push it long enough, I do think bad things could happen. But if we have an election coming up and they really miscalculate the situation like they did with Trump, and and the people are able to vote and get fucking new people in who are handling the situation better, then it's going to be a relief valve for the situation because right now like the pressure is building and it's like you know we need some sort of relief valve to let this pressure off because if these motherfuckers just keep building it like they don't like something's gonna blow mm-hmm. and so yeah i think the no, the elections will actually be a good relief valve and that the opinion makers in this country are just greatly miscalculating the because again like i've read before like the thing is it's not you know most americans are afraid to go back out it's like really no. because what we've seen is as soon as you give them the opportunity to go back out, people are going right the fuck back out, and yeah. most of them don't give a fuck about the rules, man. They mm-hmm. don't want to wear face masks, and they don't like they don't care. They just want to be able to go out and do their thing, and so like so to say that oh people are afraid to go out doesn't necessarily fit what you see again, and uh, so yeah, I think that there's just a miscalculation on on the the politicians' part so
1: we shall see my, great
2: man yeah you yeah, get to fucking vote on this stuff which we will but if they're going to rig the elections and use this as the cover
1: that that's i have a concern that that could happen
2: yeah me too i feel like that's about the only way joe biden could win is through shenanigans shenanigans yeah. yep, yep pretty much just all of a sudden you find out oh there's melon votes, and they half of them are have been dead for 50 years, (laughs) they're in the graveyard. What's up, dude? All right, man, just came to finish out. We're just about to wrap up. Yeah. So I
1: was wondering where you were.
0: (laughs)
2: We're going to go opposite. Instead of starting with the Pokemon update, we're going to finish with the Pokemon update. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So we're ready? Yes. (laughs) Its name is Incineroar. It evolves from Torracat. Torracat is its second stage. It has one hundred sixty hit points. It's a fire type. It's attacks or fire fang which does thirty damage and darkest Lariat which does a hundred plus damage. Its weakness is water type, it does twenty more damage. And this and it's a rare. The thing on the bottom says this Pokemon has a violent, selfish Disposition.
1: Nice, dude. Good job. That is it, good.
0: It's not. It's not in the mood to listen. To listen, it will ignore its trainers.
1: <laughs> Doesn't sound like a very good student. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Orders with c- compliment
2: notice just... he's trying to read the tiniest print <laughs> known to man. That, that
1: is insane that they printed so small it's on so start.
2: small <laughs> yes oh you know what you, hold on finish that up and then you gotta tell him about Wolfie yeah
1: what's Wolfie What's Wolfie?
0: Yeah, um, oh, sorry you gotta I finish that up complete non okay so this pokemon has violent selfish disposition it's not in the mood to listen it will ignore its trainers orders with complete nonchalance dang
2: Dang, dude dude. wow (laughs) you know what nonchalance means no just like Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like no big deal i'm not even gonna pretend that i hear you okay Wow, man, that was dude, you're, awesome, you're a man. reading fool, man. I know. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, you got some skills there, now buddy. I'm going to tell him Yes, Wolfie. Wolfie. Tell us about something about Wolfie.
0: I have a pet wolf spider. Do you really? It's a pretty decent size. It's like,
1: how
2: big? Uh, it's about like that big. Where's this thing oh, A nickel. A little dime. Between a diamond and a nickel.
1: I want to know where this thing is at all times.
2: He's in his
1: uh Bug, bug cage. cage. With a good lid on it. Yeah. All right, that's all I need to know. That he. They uh... <laughs> can't get out while I'm around.
2: <laughs> you don't like wolf spiders? Yeah,
1: I don't like any spiders. Oh man, yeah. wolf
2: spiders are cool as shit. Yeah. They're the ones that hunt. So they'll like they don't spin webs and hang out. They'll go out and actively hunt, and so like we'll put flies oh, and stuff in there.
0: sneaky.
2: And uh, do that thing will freaking track them down and pounce on them and attack them. So yeah. Mm.
0: If he's out, I can show him to you.
2: Okay. He's, yeah. He's a he's a grappling spider.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty sweet, man. I like mm-hmm. little spiders. They're fun. So.
1: Spiders freak me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of spiders and snakes and such. I, I as long have, as they're in their cages with lids on. I'm yeah.
0: Good. I had a pet inchworm.
1: I'm okay with inchworms.
0: Mm, he died.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: It's fun. <laughs> Did I just say it's fun? It's fine.
1: It's fine.
0: <laughs> I thought I said it's fun. No.
1: Heard, I heard you Uh, had a couple wipeouts on the old bike.
0: I did. At the ranch. At the
1: ranch. That's what happens when you're pushing the limits a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> yeah, but it's all right. He got back on there and rode down the corner a couple times before he crashed again. But... We all crash, man. I've crashed so many times. Oh too many times God. to even remember. Yeah. It's just part of the part of the deal. So it means you're riding hard enough. If you're not crashing, you're not trying hard enough. So good job for trying hard. Yep. Thanks. Oh, and you done with first grade. Mm-hmm. All done, huh? I'm
0: officially a second grader. Yesterday was my last day of school, right? Thursday. Oh. Yeah, Thursday.
1: Sweet, on to second grade next year, huh? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and made it through, man. So
2: that's pretty good. It'll be interesting to see what school is like next year. Hopefully, we're <coughs> back to sending him in to hang out with his friends. Hope so. Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I have faith you will be. Mm-hmm. Get to go hang out with your friends all day.
2: Then we survive the. Uh, yeah, it's will will be done. Did you hear they're doing, like, a drive-thru graduation? Yes. Yeah, oh, my some, God.
1: Some things in regards to that.
2: Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Apparently, the Fruit of Monument okay. seniors are going to hold a protest over it and, like, ask for a regular one in July or something like that, or June or July. But, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's wild, man. It, like, people can go to fucking Walmart and home depot and the beer store but we can't figure out how to let some kids fucking have a graduation Mm -hmm. it just that just and that's what i think really frustrates people because they just they don't feel like we were talking about that with the, the those protesters in in michigan and stuff it's like you know you just want to feel like you're being heard and you're being understood and that people think that your concerns are valid and man, right now the only valid concern in the entire world is keeping everyone safe from coronavirus. That's it, and and so like it's got to be super frustrating to keep trying to to say like, hey, can we work something out? And it's just like, no, no, nope. no, 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 and it's just like, fuck, man, like, yeah. So I'm, that's that's cool. I'm glad the kids are uh stop doing that, man. Don't pick that. Leave it alone. Yeah. Picking out those scabs, man. I used to do that too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they're doing something. I'm glad the kids are, you know, setting up some sort of protest to try That's to, good. Yeah. They're basically going to show, like, look, man, we can all get together and maintain distance and have, like, a little mock graduation and, and do it in a safe way. So, you know, why won't you let us do it? And uh, for real. And yeah, who wants to drive through? You get two cars per family, so you're going to pile your whole family into the car and then they get like 10 seconds they drive up they hand them the diploma take the picture they don't even get out of the car and then uh, they drive on and because they, got, yeah because they got so many kids they're like yeah we gotta try to spend like fucking 10 or 15 seconds with each kid or something ridiculous like that it's like what is that like that is that's ridiculous that's, that, something... that's
1: the best word for it ridiculous
2: yeah whoever came up with that just needs to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. so anyways we're gonna go do some training
1: Heck yeah,
2: grumpy mm-hmm. guy yep old adam's gonna come he's, he's back from yeah, New york texting yep nice yeah he said he could come in and cough on us
1: i want to see his test results
2: yeah <laughs> before i train him. don't try to take his forehead on his temperature he might cause a, a ruckus
1: <laughs>
2: but uh no
1: that's good i'm glad he's back
2: yeah, yeah. Back coming into his suite. So he's going to come do Grumpy Guy and train with us. So Cool. Yes. If anyone's going to have coronavirus, it'll be him.
1: So this would be a good experiment. If we're not here... Well, oh, we should, are we gonna, we're going every other week? I think so, yeah. So my apologies for not posting an episode this week. It was going to be the non-episode episode. Yes. To let everybody know what was going on. I failed in my duties there. Uh, no excuse. I failed. I kept saying I was going to do it. And next thing you know... It was Friday afternoon and I was at work. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot to do that. Um, my fault. No excuses. And then uh, so next week, technically, we won't have an episode. Or no. this will come out next week.
2: Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go every other week. Every other so, week. But yeah. Next Saturday, we'll go ride bikes or throw some disc golf something, or something. something more fun. So,
1: yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah. All right, man. I see we call calling a
2: rat. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go eat some bread. Mm-hmm. See ya.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast.
1: Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week.
0: A hermit, now Boom. Cool. Doggy, school, foggy, cool Got a froggy, all time holly, dude calling daisy, do Hanging by the lace of their shoes No trace of the tools Shaped in your face, Fuck the rules Snooze, you lose One, eye always open. It. it times two No clue, but soon a brief monsoon. soon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned Include Won't conclude To the end is near, beware There's consequences, but what you do To me, a demon the devil and many levels, I keep on beating for several of them rebels. Me, myself, he died. Me, myself, he died.